Well, as we're getting out of here in 2016, heading into 2017, if you're thinking about higher education, why not think about American Sentinel University, a leading online university accredited by the Distance Education Accrediting Commission and offering an array of online degree programs for nurses and healthcare professionals. Head over to rnfmeducation.com to find out more about American Sentinel University. Let's move it. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the latest episode here at RNFM Radio. You're tuning in to episode 232. It's the last show of 2016 because we've got to yule some tides, roast some chestnuts, spin the dreidel, and I don't know, get all wrapped up in garland and tinsel. But hey, keep it to yourself, folks. Whatever it is. I mean, you know, the tinsel part. Celebrate whatever holiday it is that you celebrate. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, and I should know all of the holidays but either way hopefully you have family and friends to spend the holidays with and we appreciate you spending your time with us here at rnfm radio and what do we have here as we roll out of 2016 we've got some tips and tricks for those of you who may currently work from home and for those of you who are thinking about striking out on your own as a consultant, a small business owner, and many of us have and or still do work from home. And so it's not what you think. It's not as easy as you think. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. We are going to be talking about just streamlining your process, getting rid of distractions, and making it the most successful work environment that is your home. So speaking of home, why don't we just head into home and meet up with myself, of course, and Keith and Elizabeth, the trifecta. And, oh, and before I forget, RNFM Radio is now part of the new, newly launched, that is, Pulse Media Network. Head over to PulseMediaNetwork.com to find out more about what's happening over there. And, of course, as we head into 2017, more shows are coming in, but we've already got them in the pipeline and they will be launching. So stay tuned for that. Just subscribe over there or just pay attention over there. Anyway, let's get into this one. And we're back. Me too. We're all here at home. What are you guys doing homes? here? Oh my gosh! I didn't even shower. I haven't shaved. Oh my god! I, I can tell. My teeth. Oh my gosh! Hold on, guys. I got to. Oh wait, you're at your home. You're not at my mm-hmm. home. Oh, but we're all working from home right now. We are right. We are. That's right. So being home that office. Hey, right y- there. Wait, Do you have what? a space delineated as your home office? Or are you just in the middle of the throes of it and maybe not getting everything done because people can interrupt Ooh. you at any time of day? You know what, well, Scala? You did a great job teeing that one up. That would have been the first thing that we should have talked about. It's like you knew well, that's we, why we, we were are. talking about. Let's talk that's about why. it. <laughs> oh. Well, let's each take a turn and talk about how we work from home in our, our physical space. So who wants to go first? I can start with telling you I do have a room specific as a home office where for the most part I have a desk, I have a computer set up, I have a bookshelf, I have if I need a table, I can, you know, I have an office. Now, I will tell you if there's a day where I feel like not sitting in one chair or not sitting in one spot or standing at my desk or whatever, I can unhook my laptop from the electrical cord and carry it around. However, I would never do that if there's other people at home because then they would distract me. So if my husband is home and I need to be in the office, I'm in the office with the closed door and say, don't come in here until this time. If he's not home and it's a beautiful day, then Rusty and I might work outside. But again, for the most part, I have a home office space set up. You got okay. a dedicated place. Next. Yeah. <laughs> you got a dedicated place. 
How about Good. you, Kev? We've been there, but our audience hasn't been to your home office. So what's what's your setup? Well, so as you can imagine, uh, I don't like to sit still. and But let me also preface too is that I used to work from home or at least work out of my home office almost on a daily basis. And I don't, I don't do that anymore. I do that mostly on the podcasting days and a few days like when I just kind of need to grind things out and do some design work or whatever. So mm-hmm. I actually have three different spaces in my office. Right now, I'm recording on what I, you know, in my studio uh, right now at my standing desk. And actually, it's not really a desk. It's, a, it's, a, it's an Ikea kitchen countertop that I've modified into a desk that goes the length of the wall of one particular like wall of my office. And so that's well, that actually... that is a nice space. I like that space. Right, yeah. right. So this is great where I've got my computer in front of me. I've got my podcasting equipment that I can actually keep in a cabinet. And then I also can pull out the mic and I'm actually talking to you on the mic. Now, if there's a time where I need to sit down, I actually have a table where I can sit down using my laptop and sit at that with a nice comfy chair. And we'll talk about equipment in just a moment, but I have that space as well. And even though it's in the same space, it feels like a different space to me. Like I can do different things over there because Mm -hmm. I'm sitting and maybe I can do it a little bit longer versus standing. And then I also have a meeting space in my office where I have a sofa and a couple chairs. So like if I have people over that I'm meeting people, they have a place to sit. And then I actually have like this little communal area where we can have like a a mini meeting in the office. So I know that's a lot, but really what it came down to is creating the space that fits my work and that fits my work. So Mm -hmm. in my space, very nice, not myspace.com because I do the Facebook, but my office space. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Yeah. Well, Kev, a couple of years ago, you came down to Santa Fe and Mary and I were living in a co-housing community where we'd been. And you saw the best house that we had out of the three places we lived there. That was a pretty cool and, place. Yeah. And Mary and I each had our own office uh, down the hall from one another. And our bedroom was upstairs, which was awesome. And since that time, Mary and I have moved for reasons I don't need to go into. And we live out in the country and we rent a basically a one bedroom house. And I have a suboptimal situation right now. So if you all came here, you'd see why it's suboptimal that the only room in the house with a door on it, other than the bathroom is the living room where we watch movies and entertain friends and whatnot. And that's also where my office is. So that's very suboptimal. My office is basically my desk in a corner of the room. So I don't have a space where I can spread out and I have to kick Mary out when I need to work or record and I need privacy. So I know a lot of you out there might have a home office like that. You have a desk in the kitchen or in the dining room or your bedroom, God forbid. And that's my situation right now. And I am highly productive, but it's a very small space. It's about, I would say it's... um. Six, it's probably 24 square feet. (laughs) It's 25 square feet. So my dedicated space for work is really small and it's a little cramped. It's not real easy for me, but I do my best with it. So if you have a situation like that, talk to me because that can definitely be a challenge. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because now Keith, is, is that space at least organized and clean? Relatively. I, I actually... I'm working on trying to get it more organized, but I have so little space that it's definitely, I will be very transparent that it's a challenge for me right now. 
Okay. Well, and I think that's the point of this show to talk to the listeners about being productive in the home place. And you're going to come up against challenges, whether it is finding the space, um, having a dedicated space for your work and keeping that separate from life. Because uh, if they, if, you know, if the two intermingle, as you are deal as you're coping with it right now, Keith, and handling it the best of your ability, you're saying it's not optimal. So that's what we're trying to help our listeners with today is how to be productive when you work from home. And we know many jobs are moving, you know, into having that one day from work a home week, or you know, maybe your whole job's letting you, or maybe you're working for yourself. I'm curious, has either one of you ever tried or needed to or found benefit from something I've done when I just had to get out of here, but I still was working what I would call from home because I wasn't going into a job. And I went to my local public library and set Mm -hmm. up shop in a private, you know, room there and was quiet and was focused. It was like, oh my gosh. Like when I go to visit my uncle in New York who does not have, oh, well, he just got it. I'll have to talk about that in another show. (laughs) But he didn't have internet in the past at his house. Um, I would go to his library because I'd still have to get a couple of hours working in, especially if I had like a launch or, you know, program coming up. So if I was up in Glen Cove, New York, I'd go to the Glen Cove library and I'd bring him along so he'd read the books. Uh-huh. There right. you go. <laughs> so you, you can do that. So I, I have a couple favorite cafes I go to in Santa Fe and I go and I bring my earbuds and I'll play, you know, instrumental music that won't distract me from writing or working. And I sit at cafes and work I have gone to the library and over the winter, there's actually a college library in town that is really good. They have great free internet, lots of cozy chairs and little spaces to work. So I'm going to be hitting up college libraries this winter, which I find really helpful places to work. Yeah. Yeah. So it's getting, it's like getting creative and working with what you have at the time. So maybe you don't have a full out office right now as Kevin's office is awesome. And I liked what he talked about when he could put away. See, that's what I wish I had. He can put away his podcasting equipment when he's not podcasting and goes in the, you know, shelf and you close the door and you don't see it. And and whereas mine just sits out on my desk and takes up a spot on my desk. And that just frustrates me. But me too. You know, <laughs> we <laughs> do what with what we have stuff. at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah. and I love what the two of you are are saying is that when you work from home, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be your address all the time. Mm-hmm. And this was actually something that helped me parlay some of my strengths and some of the other things that I do now by by utilizing the services and the, the places of co-working. So, of course, yes. in Boulder and Denver and those places, of course, I know maybe if you're a little bit more rural, that that might not be the case. However, I you may be surprised that there are some places that will set up that would allow you to become a member of a co-working establishment. And really what that is, is that it's it's a place that is a community and most of the workers are remote workers. Um, a lot of them have what they call like a hot desk. So like you might pay either for drop-in, like you might just literally show up and if there's a desk available, you pay, you know, 15, 20, 25 bucks or whatever for the day to to have what they call a hot desk. And you've got a desk, you've got internet, and a lot of times they have beverages to serve and you, you have community. What I said before, you have community and you have people that are all there pretty much, you know, relatively for the same purpose is to, to work and to communicate with other people uh, because it can get, be very isolating to work from home. 
but you know, we'll get uh-huh. into that in just for a second. But co-working is great. I've started actually several companies spun out of co-working establishments because you meet people who need someone like you to do a certain project uh, and they and they can't do it or they, like I said, they could use someone like you and boom. And you're there again for work purposes. Like with coffee shops, like some coffee shops are a lot more, you know, accommodating than others, but someone would be like, what? Mm-hmm. this is not your office people. Get out of here. Right. Get your some coffee and get out of here. Yes, yeah, some don't work as well, but there's there's some famous co-working spaces. There's one called Citizen Space in San Francisco that's really yeah. well known. There is one opening here in Santa Fe that I'm actually going to be looking at. I believe it's part of the Santa Fe Business Incubator. I'm going to be looking into that. It's a small business support center, and it's going to be something like, I think it's $125 a month where you have unlimited use of the space, or you get a punch card, and it's like, for 10 visits and they define like what a visit means and what you get. So they have a tiered pricing structure. So I'm actually looking into the co-working spaces in Santa Fe. It's a very small city, so there's not that much, but I'm going to see what I can find and get involved in that to get me out of the house in the winter. Cause you know, in the summertime, it's beautiful here, actually spring and summer and fall are beautiful here. And I can sit outside or sit on the porch and work too. But once it gets cold, I need other places where I can go and get out of the house and get my work done. Yeah. 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 And I've also rented, I did used to have an office across town and that is possible too. If you can afford it, you can just rent yourself a shared space in, you know, some office area where you can rent a small office. Right. And so I think that, especially in the winter months, you said, because again, we don't get out as often maybe in the winter as we should. Although at the time of this recording, it's crazy. Like, I don't know if winter's ever coming. Of course, by the time it goes live, it'd be like, oh my gosh, snow everywhere. But um, yeah, working from home can be very isolating. And mm-hmm. that's that's one of the things that, you know, it was great for me to start there, but I personally actually need to be out and around my teams. Although I give everybody the option in the company to work wherever they need to be. So there is no, there are central offices that we have, but they don't, there's no requirement for them to be in there. They just go there for the social aspects of it. And, you know, some of the team building things or just some of the projects that they might be working on. But even that, even if you're not working on projects together, it's just nice to be around people because I've counted on average, I may have up to 50 touch points throughout the day, like with 50 different people, like every day. And doing that at home can be more challenging. So how do people do that when they're working from home and maybe they're not in a co-working space? I mean, Mm. we all have a telephone. Do we work with each other? Like, do we talk to each other on the phone? I mean, I think it's actually good for people to maybe pick up a phone or schedule a call or maybe a couple calls throughout the day. So that way you feel like you're still getting that interaction. Good and not, point. not just a call to call, like call your sister. Or so. I mean, you could, I mean, you could, but are there some people that you either work with or work for? Like maybe you just, like I said, having that, that interaction could be very helpful working from home. Well, you brought up a great point where there's going to be a distractor. If you're working from home, the phone could ring and it's your Aunt Sally wanting to tell you about what she's planning for Thanksgiving. And now you're on an hour long conversation, which I'm sorry, you have to get work done. So I'm going to move into a different distractor, which is if you have a landline, 
um, if you have people around, uh, you kind of, especially if you're working from home and that's the only place you can be working from is put up some boundaries and you may have to put them up yourself. Like right now with us podcasting, I do have a landline. I know you're probably both like, what, what is that? But anywho, I need one for my security system. They say you have to have it. So anyway, I take the landline off the hook when I'm recording, first of all, so you don't hear the ringing in the background, but second, so I'm fully present to this call. So um, I think there's that's an example of, of like a phone ringing or, you know, the neighbor comes by and they want to ask you about the tree that's going to get cut down. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. lot of things that can happen and you have to pick and choose. Is this the time for me to respond to it or am I here in my home working? And even though people don't understand, I didn't drive down to somewhere to work. Like I'm still I have to set limits on my husband because he'll try to text me. What are you doing? Well, what, what are you doing later? What? I'm like, I'm working right now. Well, no, you're, you're at home. No, well, I'm working. I am working here at home. So, yeah, you have to set those boundaries too. Good point. Yeah, that's a really good point. And around um, landline versus cell phone, that could be an issue depending where you live. Like I live in the country and I do have some internet connectivity issues here because we don't have cable or DSL. And I also have some cell phone connectivity issues. So that could be a problem depending where you live. So that's something you have to take into consideration too. Right. Yeah, yeah right. definitely. So I think another, no, I'm going to go first and then you can. So um, another gonna, block <laughs> that I was, I was thinking about no, go ahead. is, yeah, right. <laughs> is being, you're at work, home in your mm-hmm. house. Let's mm-hmm. say you're a blogger, like many of us are, and you're sitting down at the computer and nothing's happening. So you're not productive because you have the horrific writer's block. So I then I use the fact that I am home and the fact that I do make my own schedule and the wonderful benefits of that to go with my pal Rusty, my dog, and take a stroll around the block, come back in, and then, oh my gosh, I it's cleared and I'm back to work. So I think something that could be a potential challenge, you know, sometimes just work and getting started on a project, you can overcome that by moving the space and getting out of it and then coming back and focusing on it again. Man. Turn a challenge into opportunity. Scala. I was like, I'm literally, I was like jumping what Mm. you said. Go for it. Well, no, because before you interrupted me, thanks a lot. No, um, I'm, I'm so glad that you said that because I think that we take for granted like, all right, so wait a minute. Why are we working from home? So like whether we're telecommuting in a job or we're starting our business, we talk about productivity. And you said writer's block. So if you're forcing yourself into a schedule that quote unquote everybody else is doing, I mean, not everybody's going to work from six in the morning till midnight. So I don't expect all of my people to, to do that. Like I want them to be productive when they're productive. So if they need to take a chunk from like, you know, noon to two or three or whatever and go hang out with friends or go on a bike ride or do whatever that is. And then they get back uh, because they can go later in the evening or, or whatever that is. Like maybe they all work at night. I don't know, but when are you most productive? I mean, that's the advantage of working from home. I mean, depending on certain situations, if you have kids or, you know, people around or dogs who are bugging you at certain days, whatever, but still don't feel like you've got to fit into a nine to five schedule. Just because you work, you know. That's a really, that's a smart thing to point out. Some of us work really well late, late, late at night. So we just have to be open to that, right? Yeah. 
I mean, absolutely. I, I don't freak out. Like if, if emails are like flying in at three and four in the morning, I'm not checking them, but you know, I see people up and then you have some people like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe she was up. Like, no, she actually works. Like, I don't know. Some people just love that night shift or whatever, but they're working from home and that's, that's just kind of their deal. I can't knock it. They're still productive getting it done. So it doesn't have to fit into the box of, of what everybody else is doing. Right. That's the advantage of being at home. That's true. That's true. You know, so in terms of getting things done, how much more time do we want people to listen to us here? And is there anything specific we want to cover about working from home is, you know, Kev, do you have any ergonomic recommendations? Yeah. I was thinking the equipment. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. So as, as I was, was talking about, um, with, with some of the equipment, yes, you're right. And I, started my company at my kitchen table that is still the kitchen table now and it is possible to do that but it was very uncomfortable i tried to keep the place neat i tried to keep it clean but it wasn't very ergonomic for me i was sitting in like you know kitchen table or kitchen chairs that just i mean it was a pain it was a pain in the butt literally and figuratively it was a pain in the butt so your well-being working from home should be considered. Just because you're working from home and you feel comfortable in your own home, maybe sitting on that sofa with your laptop, with your neck pointed, like looking down and your shoulders not, you know, right or all that stuff. Like you think it might be comfortable, but you may be actually hurting your body. So you've got to get good equipment. I mean, if you're going to work from home, then look at what your commuting costs are now like almost nil, like you're not commuting to a job and you're not paying to eat out and there are certain things that you might not be paying for. So you need to actually take some of the, some of that savings and invest in some good equipment. And I think one of the most important things that you can get for yourself is a good office chair. I mean, most people sit at a, a desk or at some table or whatever. So a good office chair is like a great investment that is your chair that is not the family's chair that you're pulling into your office or the desk or you know like it's dedicated to you it's fit for you it's customized for you and you spend a little bit of money on it you know ergonomics mm. is important which, i need to get a new chair then yeah what kind no, of chair? yeah i was gonna say what, what's your chair look like well i just like how you were like the chair fits you and mm-hmm. you fit the chair and the chair is this and the money i mean my chair is a rolly chair i probably got it at you know, Office Depot or Staples or somewhere as chairs. Do you like it's it fine. though? Does it fit I like okay? it. Yeah. I do like it, but you just said and nobody else sits in it. Well, I'll tell you when my dad and mom come to visit, so my dad works from home and goodness, when you mentioned about working from home in your bedroom, Keith, earlier, I had to laugh because when they were crammed into their very small beach house before they, you know, migrated down to their forever home at the beach. Um, he had his desk was literally right next to the bed. He'd get, he would joke, he'd get up, he'd go eat breakfast and then he'd go right back to his office or his bedroom. But anyway, when he comes here, he brings his laptop cause he can be on the go. And then he sits in my chair. I got to get him a different chair. I don't Wait, want him in my chair. He sits in your chair. <laughs> Yeah, not. he'll he'll bring his computer in here and typically when they come then I'm not working and he'll you know he has to work or something. Me and my mom are out gallivanting. Well, he's in my office with his chair, so I got to I got to get him his own chair. I would say that the chair aside from like computers and smartphones and things like that, that should be where you spend the lion's share of the money that you're investing in 
your home office. I really honestly believe that because I've gone down the road where I've gone to like office supply stores and I thought I bought what, you know, what I thought was expensive at like 300 bucks, like in this office supply warehouse, you know, a good chair and come to find out it wasn't like my shoulders were hurting. My neck was starting to ache. And like, I was starting to feel like things that I've never felt before. And the chair didn't fit me just because it was expensive. It, you know, I, or, you know, that I got it from an office supply store. I mean, I I thought it was supposed to work, but it didn't, it didn't work for me. So I think spending a little bit of time with your chair. And of course I have a chair now that is, well, Scala, you actually sat in it and it's something that you actually have to mold to, but I use like the Herman Miller embody chair. Now, of course that's quite a financial investment, but for me it was worthwhile because when I purchased that, all of those aches and pains were gone, you know? So am I going to save a little bit of money on a chair uh, and then eventually have to have some kind of like physical therapy or whatever that's going to cost me even more money oh, and right. time lost? Or am I just going to go ahead and invest up front and get myself something that fits me that's good? And not just because it has a high price tag, but because, you know, Herman Miller, I mean, the design, it's not just the, the aesthetics, it's the function. Does it function well? And my chair does. Hmm. Thank you, Kevin. So, so you hear it here, folks. Chairs are very important. Yeah, they are. And of course, you know, like we said, keeping things clean, keeping your desk tidy. So there's there's even some low-tech options of my wife, for whatever reason, likes to use like mason jars and, and put her pens in like this mason jar and then the colored pencils in this mason jar. And then, I don't know. I mean, but it's an organizing system that she has. It's very visually appealing and it's also organized. And I think that, just because you might be in a shared space. And that's why I asked you, Keith, even if you're in a shared space, is it organized? Is it still like it's your space? And making sure that it is still your space. And even if you have kids around, you say, hey, listen, kids, or dogs or animals or whatever. Of course, I don't know, cats and dogs might have a harder time understanding the context of that. But to say, you know what, this is where I do my work. I would just appreciate if you would sit somewhere else other than, you know, just you were saying Scala using your chair, like this is my space to work, you know? Um, could you sit somewhere else? Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. That's setting those boundaries we talked about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. um, I, you know, so there, like I said, there are some low tech options to kind of keep things organized, but then also to say, even if you don't have a door that shuts, then you can still have it like as your space. Now, let me also put you two on the spot. Are you wearing clothes right now? I, I am. am. Okay. <laughs> All right, hold on. I'll be right back. I got to go get dressed. I think that's the thing. I think we forget about working from home because we have used that term of, oh, man, I just get roll out of bed, grab some coffee, I'm still in my pajamas, I can go to work. But that doesn't feel good, like, for too long. Like, it feels it comfy. I mean, I guess it could. But, and I'm not saying you got to, like, totally dress up, but take a shower. Put on some fresh pajamas something mm-hmm. put on your work pajamas don't I wear your work saying. pajamas to bed right you know so because if you have this like these sweatpants that you really covet or sweatshirt or a sweater and those are the things that you put on to, to get comfy and to kind of relax and do the things that you need to decompress and do you know during that time then you might be confusing yourself like putting those things on your body when you're supposed to be your most productive 
And I think for some people like that really kind of thrive on that energy of what they're wearing, you put those things on and you're like, man, I didn't really get much today, but boy, I did, I did catch up on a couple episodes of house of cards and you know, orange is the new black because maybe right. those are the things that you do in that lounge wear. I know it sounds silly, but at least showering and putting some, some kind of business, not, it doesn't have to be business attire, but some clothes on other than your pajamas. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a great tip. The good, good, I didn't even, wouldn't even thought to bring that, but that will help us. Yeah, that's a good one. Be more productive when you're working from home. Yeah, that's right. And I am going to put a link in the show notes to some of this stuff. And I'm also going to link to the suitcase entrepreneur, a person who has a great blog and writes and actually a good book about being a suitcase entrepreneur and how to work with the stuff you have on hand and be pretty stripped down in terms of what you not what you wear, but um, what you're actually, um, the, the technology and stuff you're using to be effective as a you know self-employed person. So that'll be in there too. And for all you nurses out there and healthcare providers who are getting into, let's say, case management from home and you know even having a, a client base or base of patients you follow from home, this all applies to you too, because if you're working from home, doesn't matter if you're working for the man or you're working for yourself. You need to make sure you have a setup that's going to work for you. Yeah. And, okay. and, and I think we, you know, we can, we can end this because what you want to do first, you, you do want to start out planning your day just as you would at an office, but also make sure that you're, you're kind of recapping what happened during the day. What did you get done? What's, you know, what did you get off the list and what do you need to kind of push over on maybe the next day? But at least, kind of look at what you did that day. And so again, it keeps you accountable. It's, it's, you know, you're taking responsibility for the day and being at home. Again, it doesn't have to be nine to five and the day can be broken up into several sections if it needs to be, but you, you need to reflect on what you accomplished that day. You need to celebrate that because again, as time goes on, it can feel very lonely, you know, working from home, especially when you don't have clients outside that you might work with, or you have very few conversations with other people. So at least celebrate the wins of the things that you got accomplished. That's right. All right. So All right. I am get productive. I am at Nurse Keith working from my desk in my living room. At Elizabeth Scala working from my home office with a view. Kevin Ross. I better jump in the shower. I stink. At Innovative Nurse. We out. Well, are we ready to be better employees and employers within our home offices? There are certainly pros and cons that we had discussed today. And sometimes it is hard to find balance in our home offices. And if you're having balance issues, if you're leaning to the left or right, then look at the structural integrity of your office. Maybe your floorboards are something like a hot mess. And if you are, if your gate is somewhat guarded or all over the place, that might be a problem. And you might want to find a better place or safer place to work until you get that fixed, that is. Speaking of fix, we want to thank today's sponsor, American Sentinel University, a fully accredited online university, and they offer a variety of courses related to healthcare and nursing, including RNs who already have an associate's degree, going into a BSN, completing that in 10 months, and then having five MSN programs, informatics, case management, nursing education, nursing management, and infection prevention and control. If you're looking for a fix for higher education and convenience, then again, American Sentinel University is what's what out there. And then also, if you're looking for a doctor of nursing practice, they have that as well. 
with specializations in education and executive leadership. Head over to rnfmeducation.com to find out more about American Sentinel University. So, as we were saying, as far as the home office, I am currently recording this post in post-production in my home office, studio that is, because it, well, it actually has the best equipment versus some of my other locations, and it's a little bit quieter, although I am recording this during the holiday break, the winter break, and my kids are home. Thankfully, they're being quiet. I think they're actually all passed out right now. That being said, again, as we roll out to 2016, heading into 2017, thinking about, well, just really reflecting on where we have been, where we've come from, where we're heading to, all of these things to think about going into 2017. And again, if you're thinking about striking out on your own, a consulting position, self-employment, or just remote worker, however that is in your in your profession, and if you're looking to do this in your home office, again, many people do this. I mean, a lot of the workforce is made up of remote workers. And again, even in my company, they people just work from home because this is heading into 2017, folks. There's so much technology available. Why in the world do we need to go into an office? I realize that there are plenty of clinical people out there that need to be at the bedside because we can't necessarily serve patients outside of that realm. Not always, anyway. Some of us do. But as you're assessing your home office or reevaluating your home office, really look at it objectively and make a space that works for you. And do what you got to do because, again, that is your place of business. That is where you're earning income. And so make it an investment of whatever you got to do, but again, within your budget. And like I said, buy the most important things that are important to you. For me at the time when I was working at home full time and not utilizing a standing desk, a very nice office chair was the best investment that I ever made. Of course, it was way, way nice. Um, but hey, I mean, shoulder pain, the back pain, all of those pains were gone after I had invested in a Herman Miller and body chair. Um, and that's just sort of my little um, nugget there. But again, it's it was quite an investment, but worthwhile so that I didn't actually have to go get adjusted or eventually maybe having corrosive issues with my spine and then having surgery one day. So anyway, I digress. Let's get out of 2016, folks, safely that is. So hug those families and your friends and we hug you back because we appreciate your time and attention here at RNFM Radio. We've appreciated you since the beginning, but certainly here in 2016, and we will certainly continue to appreciate you in 2017. Over at the Pulse Media Network, head over to pulsemedianetwork.com to find out about everything that's happening over there. The launches are happening, so stay tuned over there. Keep coming back. You'll find something new. All right, let's get out of here. Find that passion. Execute on those ideas rinse and repeats and we'll see you back here with us again on rn fm radio